Welcome to episode number 50 of Quality Christian Living. You know, it's hard for me to imagine that this is my 50th podcast when we've only started just a couple of months ago. So I want to thank the Lord for that. I am your host, David Friend, and we will continue our series on prosperity, on finances. We've talked in the past a lot about ways to prosper financially and also prosper spiritually. And as you've known, if you've listened to my prior podcast, you would know that I believe that spiritual prosperity must always come before financial prosperity. My reasoning is that if we're not spiritually prepared to receive the blessings of God, then we will probably not handle them properly when we get financial blessings. I've seen it happen many, many times when people who are good people, good church people, love the Lord, following the Lord, all of a sudden gain a great deal of wealth and they walk away from the things of God. Their possessions and the things that they want to get out of life become more important than their relationship with God. And eventually those people will have a failure of some type or another, usually their finances start to disappear. And then, of course, their spiritual life then needs to resurface and become far more important than any financial blessing that we can receive. So that's just a little mini sermonette, if you will, and there's no extra charge for that this week. I want to thank you for tuning in to this particular series. We're talking on finances and prosperity. So let me pray that the Lord will bless us and direct. Father, I need your help. I need your guidance and your direction. I pray the Holy Spirit would help me to speak in the areas he'd have me to speak. And I pray that those that are listening in today, Father, would receive, Lord, your touch and hear these scriptures I'll be using, Father, that it would edify them and bless them and strengthen Strengthen them, Father, in their walk with you. Bless this, we pray, and we ask for you to receive all the glory in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's topic is going to be primarily entitled Prosperity and Wealth. It's important we understand that they do go together, they should go together, and God desires for us to experience wealth. That doesn't mean that God wants us to be rich. Now, that may be confusing to some, but in a previous episode, I mentioned that there is a big difference between being rich and having wealth. You know, there's a lot of folks that I know who have become rich. They have a significant amount of money, but very few that I know gain wealth. The difference between rich and wealthy people is wisdom. And you can't enter into a discussion on prosperity and wealth without discussing a very important topic, and that is the area of wisdom. So let's deal with that today, and let's see what the Word of God has to say and how it gives us instruction for how to gain wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 2 and verse 6 from the New Living Translation, let me read you the words we find in the Word of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And then verse 7 says, He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Verse 8, we got to keep reading on this. I hadn't planned to read any more verses than just six, but look at verse eight. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then it says, verse nine, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. Verse 10, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wow. I could keep reading there. There's just so much in Proverbs chapter two, but there's a number of lessons that we need to learn from that before we understand how we will prosper in our finances, make wide decisions, and grow from the teachings found in God's Word. You see, God is our source for wisdom. He's our source for wealth. He's our source for prosperity. He talks in His Word about giving us knowledge and understanding, and He 
talks about having good common sense. You know, I know a lot of people today who talk about common sense as something that's kind of gone away. I don't really think that it has, but I do see in many people that they don't use a lot of good common sense reasoning. And I think it's because they don't seek God for their wisdom and for their understanding. It says here that God's a shield to those who walk with integrity. So another key to prosperity is to walk in integrity, to be an honest person, to be a just person, to do things properly. You see, when you get into a business transaction or just a a simple transaction, you're selling something to someone else. I believe the important thing is we need to realize that both sides should win in any type of financial transaction. What that means is you sell something, you should get a good price for it, and the person who gets it should pay a fair price for it so that they'll have something of value. You see, that's called a win-win situation. Both sides win, and I believe that God wants us to have that. That's how we walk in integrity. You know, I was a home builder for years, and I got to tell you, there's a number of people who bought homes from me who, when they bought them, they thought maybe they were paying a little too much, or they thought, well, the quality is there, I understand, but they would tell me, is it really worth this? And I'd be very honest with them and say, this is an extremely good area, a good place to invest, and a place where I think the value of this property will go up. Well, then maybe a few years would go by and I'd run into that person. Let's say I sold them the home for $600,000 and they had just sold the home after living in it for several years. And they'd say, they'd look at me and they'd kind of grin and say, you know, I sold the home that you built me. And I said, well, great. I hope you enjoyed it. And they said, yeah, we really did. But you probably, they'd say, but you're probably will be upset with me because I sold that house for a million dollars. And so I paid $400,000 less than I sold it for. I made a big profit. So they would say something like, I guess that probably really bothers you. And I would always respond with, no, not at all. I was happy with the price that I sold you this house and very pleased with it. And it was a win situation for me. And I'm really happy that now four years later, you sold the house and you made a great profit because both sides should win. So that's called integrity. God wants to bless us financially. And we we will not receive prosperity from the Lord if we operate in our finances in in a way that is not with integrity integrity and honesty and truthfulness and truly offering something of value at a fair price. And then when you buy something, you can expect to receive it at a fair price and something of value. That's God's plan. We need to get back to that plan and God will bless us. And in the scripture, it goes on to say that he guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. So remember, here's another key. We're learning another key to prosperity and to wealth, and that is to be faithful to God. Now, how can we be faithful to God? You say, well, I'm I'm reading his word. That's good. That's being faithful. And I attend church. That's good. That's faithfulness. And I pray. That's great. It sounds like you're checking off all the boxes pretty well. That's great. And they'd say, but you know, I don't really tithe. I don't give of my finances to the Lord. And I would always visit with people when they would say that. I'd say, well, then you're not totally committed then to trust God in all the areas of your life. And so being faithful to God is honoring his word, praying, seeking God. I believe it's telling people about our faith. And then I also believe it's giving back to the source of our financial blessings because God is our source. I've talked several podcasts on the issue of who is our source, what is our source for financial gain, and it's always God. It's God is our source. You don't want to receive blessings from any other source because God's the only one that blesses us and it doesn't carry a price tag. It doesn't carry an obligation or a debt that we owe back. God wants to bless us. He's our source. And one of the keys, obviously, to prospering is to have wisdom and understanding. And that comes from reading God's word, being faithful, and trusting him.
in this verse number nine, it says something wonderful. It says, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. Now, when it comes to finances, we need to understand what's right, just, and fair. If we're going to make an investment, we need to know what those things are. What's what's a fair price? What's just? What's correct? What's right? What is a good decision? Those things come from being faithful to the Lord, walking in integrity, and knowing that God is our source of wisdom. It says if we do that, you will find the right way to go. So let me just ask you this. Have you ever been in a situation where you just can't make a decision? Let me give you an example, a story of what my wife and I are going through. We are currently in the process of moving, buying another home, and deciding on which home that we should get. We've already sold our home, and when we sold it, the Lord blessed us that we can live here for six months without paying any rent. He's already closed on it. We already have our money, and for six months, we have the opportunity to go buy another home because I didn't want to rush it, and I didn't want to sell the home and then be in a position where I had to move out and rent something, so I didn't want that. So I'm doing my due diligence. My wife and I are doing that now, and we go to look at a property. We pray about it before we even step in. We see God's wisdom. We ask him to guide and direct us. We ask the Holy Spirit to help us and to quicken our spirit. So before we make the decision, we'll know that we're at peace. Now you might ask a question real quick or you might say, well, how do you know that you have peace? Well, you have peace when you ask the Holy Spirit for help and then all of a sudden something comes in and there's there's some confusion or there's some doubt or there's some frustration. That's not peace. So you know that that's not of God. So if my wife and I are in the middle of making a decision on buying a home and all of a sudden frustration, a little confusion comes in, we really believe that's an answer from the Lord that we're not peace about it. And if Sharon and I are not at peace, total in agreement as husband and wife in buying this home. We don't want anything to do with that house. We have to be at peace. We have to be comfortable with it and make a decision that's blessed of God. We must gain wisdom from God. We must gain understanding from God. We must operate in integrity in this transaction. We must offer a fair price. Then again, God says he'll bless us and he'll He'll guard our path and he protects us if we're faithful to him and he will understand what's right and just and fair. And it says, and you will find the right way to go. Now, I don't know of anything that would be more direct than that is finding the right way to go. So if you're confused about your financial decisions, if you're confused in the area that you should go in relationship with your your financial decisions, your spending, how much money you make, your investing, anything that you're doing, then then look at this chapter in book of Proverbs, chapter two, and read it again and read it again and read it again and let it come deep into your heart, deep into your mind and gain wisdom and understanding and then watch God give you the direction for which way you should go. And you'll have, as the Bible says, you'll have wisdom. It'll enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Now, when you've got wisdom and you've got knowledge and you make a decision, you have joy, right? Because you know that it's the right thing to do. You know that you know that you know it's the right decision. And many times we allow ourselves to run off in this direction or that direction and we don't go through a process that I call due diligence. I've talked about it before and I'll be referring to it again in the future many times because the process of due diligence is checking things out, verifying things, making sure that if I do this, what's the results of that? And if I do this other decision, then what are the results of that? And and you, you check out and verify things and prove things and research things and know what you're going to do before you actually do it. Too many people make impulse purchases today. Matter of fact, impulse purchases is one of the biggest dangers that you can have in your financial planning. People of wisdom don't make impulse purchases. Now, I'm not talking about buying an ice cream cone or getting a cup of coffee on the way home from work or whatever you're doing. That's an impulse purchase that's fine. And you either have the funds to do it or you don't. An impulse purchase that will come back and haunt you and rob you of financial prosperity 
would be to go out and buy the wrong house or to go out and make a purchase of the wrong car or going into debt and the use of a credit card where you, you increase your debt by significant amounts of funds. Those are the types of purchases, impulse purchases that we need to stay away from because that's not using wisdom. That's not using guidance and direction from the Lord. And we're not, we don't really understand many times when we make purchases like that. I can't tell you the number of times that I've counseled people and they come into my office and they sit down and they'll say, Pastor, I just need to know how we can handle our finances and how we can get out of debt and how we can make good decisions. And I'll look at them and I'll visit with them. I remember one couple came in and they were sitting there and they wanted to tithe to the church. They wanted to get their finances in order. They wanted to get out of debt. They needed wisdom to making these decisions, but they were sitting there with their two children. It was a Saturday morning and all of them had all kinds of snacks and goodies. They had Cokes and they had various treats and ice cream and snacks and candy bars and all that stuff. And they were sitting there and I said, I'm just curious. Where did you get all that stuff? And they said, oh, we stopped at this little convenience market down the road. And I said, well, how often do you do that? And they said, well, pretty much, uh, oh, pretty much every couple of days, we just like to treat ourselves. I said, really? So do you have any idea what that treat is costing you? And they were confused. And I said, "Just, I'm just curious. What did you pay for all the stuff you've got here? And I think they said it was like $10. It was only $10. Well, if you're not, if you're trying to get out of debt, if you're trying to put yourself in a good position so that you can prosper financially and use good wisdom, then just maybe at the very beginning, if you're struggling greatly with finances, I wouldn't use the word only and $10 in the same sentence because many times that $10 is not an only. It's a significant part of your finances, especially if you only spend $10 every two or three days throughout the period of a month. So we did the math and I said, so if you're spending $10 every couple of days, that's say 15 times a month, that's $150 a month. And they said, really? I guess I never thought about that. Oh, I said, and by the way, that's $1,800 a year. And all of a sudden, the reality hit them that, my goodness, they're spending $1,800 a year on all these little snacks and things of which sometimes they don't even eat at all. They wind up throwing a lot of it away. So those are the things that we need to stop doing. That's just a little story, but a very important story. Now, it may be small and you might be thinking, well, what's $10 here and what's $10 there? Well, I just gave the example of that. So remember, it's not just $10. It could be a $15 to $1,800 a year expense that will keep us from getting debt-free and gaining prosperity in our finances. So let's move on to another scripture and see what the Lord has for us. Here's a little common sense instruction found in the Word of God. I'm reading in the book of Proverbs again, chapter 8 this time, and verse 10, where the Lord is giving wisdom and guidance and direction. It says here, choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than gold. So what God is saying here is that what I have to say is more important than any finances that you have or any assets that you have or any possessions that you have. And then in verse 11, it says, for wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with this. You know, uh, wow, that's that's an amazing statement. There's nothing more valuable, it says in the Word of God, about wisdom. Because, see, wisdom is the guideline that we have to have when it comes to having a financial plan that's going to be successful. You can lay out a financial plan and get a budget put together and know what you're spending every month and, and kind of set it up. But if you didn't use wisdom and guidance and direction, you won't have a complete budget and you won't really understand how much money that you're spending. Now, in order to know how to prosper financially, 
you need to first understand how much you're spending today. I've taught a lot on the issues of budgeting and a lot on understanding what our expenses are and understanding what we spent. And it's pretty shocking when I meet with people, their lack of understanding as to how much they spend every month. So let's take a second and talk about that. It reminds me of another story about a couple who came into the church and they were trying to get out of debt. This was a, a different couple. It was an older couple. And we were talking about they had loans and they didn't have their house paid for. And there were just a lot of things like that that were kind of difficult for, for them to get their hands around to understand what was taking place. So I said, well, let's just do a quick little expense sheet and list the number of expenses that you have. And so I, so we started going down the list and he said, oh, don't worry about that. I've got it right here. So he pulls out this piece of paper and he said, this is how much we spend every month. And I looked at it. It was a list of how much money that he made. I said, no, no, that's how much money you make. I want to know how much you spend. He says, well, obviously, I can't spend more than I make. I said, really? And he said, no, I can't possibly because this is how much money I make. And at the end of the month, it's all gone. So therefore, I must be spending just what I make. I said, really? I said, let me ask you this question then. How much money do you budget in your finances for Christmas presents every year? And he just looked at me and he said, well, I don't budget. I just take it out of savings. Oh, you see, so you then are spending more than you make. Oh, and I said, I'm just curious, how much money do you budget for your vacations? And when you go on a trip somewhere, or you and your wife go somewhere, go to a motel and enjoy some time alone. And he said, well, no, I don't do that. I just take that out of savings. Oh, so I said, so there's another item that you're not budgeting that you don't really know. So, so here's a couple of things right there. And we went on and on. And I came up with about a dozen things that he was spending money on and he was taking out of his savings account or he was putting it on a credit card and didn't consider that as something that was necessary to write down because he had a way to provide for it. Well, he did not know how much he was spending each month. So therefore, he would never understand how he could be out of debt and how he could prosper financially and how he could be in a position to stop taking money out of a savings account, but take money out of the money he's got coming in, put it in a savings account instead of taking money out. I know it's kind of corny to say it this way, but it's always better to put money in the savings account than take money out of the savings account. Because once you take it out of the savings account, it very seldom ever goes back into the savings account. So enough of that. But it's important we understand that there's a process to gain understanding of our finances. There's a process and it's called wisdom. And this man was not using wisdom, even though they were in their 60s. They basically had made great income. They were making over $100,000 a year for many, 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 many years. And this goes back a few years ago when $100,000 would probably be the same as $200,000 today. And they were making that money, but they didn't have that much to show for it. So let's, let's evaluate the spending that we make. Let's use the knowledge that we have to understand that what we have coming in is, the, is where we have to live. We have to live within our budget in order to understand what we actually spend, which will then put us on the first step towards getting out of debt, the second step towards having a savings account, and eventually the next step, which is to be able to retire. It's sad to say today, but in America today, that the average person, in the age of say 60 to 65 years of age who thinks they're going to retire in the next five or 10 years is not in any kind of position to retire because they do not have a monthly income that would support the lifestyle that they have today. We'll be getting into future lessons on that. I'll be talking about retirement and how to prepare for it, but we'll be doing that at another podcast in the future. Another one of my favorite scriptures on wisdom and finances has to, is found in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 16, where it says here, how much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver. You see, once again, the Lord is pouring out direction and understanding that to have money doesn't mean that you have wisdom. 
To have money means that you earned it one way or another. But true wisdom will lead us to not getting looking at gold and silver as our source of blessing, but looking to the Lord for our source of blessing. And when we understand that getting rich can come from man's ideas and man's plans and man's way of doing things, but to gain wealth that God is talking about, the type of wealth that lasts for eternity, well, that's a whole different direction. And that's the direction that God wants us to go in our desire to prosper I'm going to go back and talk a little bit about why we get confused or why we sometimes are not able to make a good decision. Sometimes we just think that we've studied and prepared ourselves, but we just can't seem to make good decisions. I guess I guess one way to put it is this, is this way. If you were to look where you are financially today, just today, where you stand financially, what money you have in the bank, if you own any assets, where you are financially in your life today, it is basically the sum total of all the decisions that you've made in prior days, weeks, years, months, whatever, in making financial decisions. So the sum total of where we are financially today basically came from the decisions that we've made, whether they were right or whether they were wrong, in the years that we've lived in our past. So let's grow from that. Let's not be disappointed in mistakes that we've made in our past. We need to grow from mistakes that we've made. Some of the biggest blunders that I've done in business turned out to be great blessings because it helped me not to do that again. There's an old saying that a person who continues to do the same thing and then expects to get different results, that person's not very bright. Just basically that's what it's saying. And so in business or at home or in your own personal finances, whatever you're dealing with today, the decisions that you've made in the past are crucial not to repeat. In my financial teaching classes, I would get a group of people together and I might have, you know, a couple hundred people in a room and I would sit down and say, I've got a great quote for you. I've got a very important quote for you. This is something you need to write down. Remember, it's a powerful statement. It's something that the Lord gave me and I really want you to understand that. Make a list of all the mistakes that you've made in your finances. Matter of fact, right now, why don't we do that? Let's take a piece of paper. I'm talking to you now, not to the group. To take a piece of paper and start writing down all the, the bad financial decisions that you've made. Maybe it's the use of a credit card way too much or overspending on entertainment or overspending on clothing. Oh, I better watch that one. That's a touchy one. So maybe it's overspending when it comes to being generous to help people and give gifts to people that you really can't afford to give to them, whatever it might be. But you've made mistakes in finances. You've bought cars that turned out to be a mistake and you lost a lot of money on it. But make a list of all the bad decisions that we've made in our finances. I've done that. I've still learned from those mistakes. Now, here's the key word that's very important. Don't do those again. Now, some of you are probably disappointed in that. You thought you were going to hear something really powerful and something amazingly anointed. But when you think about it, what better lesson can we learn today? Where can we gain wisdom greater, quite frankly, than from past mistakes? If we made errors in the past, remember them, write them down, and don't do them again. If we do that and we don't repeat our mistakes, we're going to be blessed. We're going to make better financial decisions. We're going to be smarter in the decisions we make. We're going to be gain understanding. We're going to be able to use integrity and use truth and use knowledge that we have. Just all these things that, that God tells us to do, we can gain all that from looking at our past experiences and don't do those again. That is gaining wisdom. We gain wisdom when we learn from the past. Then that wisdom then will take us into the future and lead us towards prosperity. So it's important, vitally important today that we understand that if we want to prosper and have wealth, that God also wants us to prosper and have wealth. He wants to bless us. He's not our enemy when it comes to our finances. 
He doesn't want to take us into bankruptcy. He wants us to be blessed. He's not up there with a giant hammer, and if you make a mistake, he's going to hit you over the head with it. Our God loves us. He wants to bless us. Remember what I've said at the end of every one of my podcasts. May you prosper in all things and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. That's the blessing that God wants each one of us to have. So as we take away from this lesson today, this teaching today, we need to understand that there's a clear step, there's plans, there's guidance, and there's directions for how to make good decisions, for how to gain wisdom and how to avoid making mistakes. If we want to have prosperity in all things, we want to prosper in our finances, we must first start with spiritual prosperity. Gain wisdom from God's word. Pray and seek God. Read and listen to good people that teach good solid lessons from the word of God on wealth and finance. And if we do those things, we will gain understanding. And then the word said that God will direct our path. We'll be able to make good decisions. We'll be in a position where we'll know not to do this. But yes, that's okay to do because we know the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. So I hope that this teaching today has been of help to you. We're going to continue on this. I think as we go into the next podcast, I want to continue to talk about the importance of understanding what wealth is and understanding the difference between being rich and being wealthy. It's an incredible difference and I know that God has a plan for that in our lives. So let me just pray that God will bless you and help you and that you'll take these this, these words and take the word of God and put it into your heart. Father, bless those that are listening today and may all of us go back, Lord, and read from the book of Proverbs, the scriptures that I've given, Lord, Proverbs 2, 6 and Proverbs 8, 11 and Proverbs 16, 16. All of those are lessons to gain prosperity in our lives and to make good financial decisions and know that God is guiding and directing us. So if I pray, Lord, that everyone who's listening today, Father, would seek your direction, your word, and gain wisdom and understanding. And I thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. In the upcoming lessons on prosperity, we're going to get into subjects that I think are difficult sometimes for people to understand, and that is that God has a plan for prosperity that will last for an eternity. Now you say, well, can I take prosperity into eternity? And yes, you can, because when you give to the work of the Lord, and I'm not asking for money from you right now, so I'm just telling you, when you give to the work of the Lord, we're basically making an investment in eternity. We really are. We're investing in other people's lives that they would receive revelation to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And if you've never given your life to Christ, you've never surrendered your life, and you've not made him Lord, all you have to do is say, I'm sorry, Lord, for the sins I've committed. I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And this day, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. And I promise to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have additional interest in finding out on how to get out of debt and how to put yourself in a position that you would be able to have a financial retirement that would be good and successful, I'd just like to encourage you. I've written a book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It's one that I put a lot of time and effort into it. A lot of years of teaching and counseling has gone into that book, and I truly believe that it'll bless you. If you're interested in obtaining that book and other information that I've written, you can go to my webpage, davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you open up that webpage, on the front of it, there'll be a little place that you can click on to leave me information so I can get back with you concerning a newsletter that I'll be putting out at least once a month. I'm amazed at the number of people who have inquired about that and have signed up for it. Matter of fact, they've kind of overtaken me a little bit and I'm in the process of updating that and getting more newsletters out and getting more information to you. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, I know that 
probably didn't tune into this to hear a little sales pitch that I have, but I, I truly believe that I got to make another statement here. I truly believe the information about getting out of debt would be probably one of the most valuable things that people can obtain today when it comes to the area of knowing where they stand financially and being secure in their finances as they get older and they approach retirement. So if you have never been able to figure out a way to reduce your expenses or never figured out a way that you can get out of debt with a reasonable plan, one that basically allows you to still enjoy life and have fun, but you're in a position where you can experience what I call the joy of debt-free living, then I would encourage you once again to pick up that book or you can even get it on an ebook. If you just check in on it, I think it'll be a blessing to you. So enough for that, but I don't know why I went on that a little longer, but I really believe that that book is very valuable. I've used it in teachings the last couple of years and it's very up-to-date and something I know that'll bless you. So let me just pray that God will guide and direct the next lesson that's coming up. I'm going to be continuing our series on prosperity. i believe that God's got a plan for it and I know he wants to bless you. Father, bless Father my study time as I get ready to do the next podcast in the next couple of days that you would bless it and anoint it and I pray that people would call their friends and let people know to tune into our podcast to understand that God wants us to prosper, that God wants us to have wisdom, he wants us to make good decisions and that the Lord will carry that out and bless them in all things. I thank you for that now in Jesus name. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. And may you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Next episode will be entitled Prosperity, Wisdom, and Wealth. Until next time, may God richly bless you.